Welcome to Fierce Fit Feminine and Other F-Words, a place where women in business come to learn how to improve their health, beauty, body language, and communication. I'm Christine Fernelli, and I'm your host, and today we're going to ask a serious question. Are you coachable? Do you meet the qualities, mindset, qualifications, all of it, to be taught how to be a better version of you in your work health, life, relationships, whatever it is. There are certain criteria that you need to meet to learn if you're coachable or not. And this episode is going to talk about all of it. Are you ready? Let's get started. I've been in the coaching space for years, but also I've been an employer for 29 years. And an employer is kind of a coach if they are a service-based leadership heart-centered based employer where they want their team, their staff, their employees to be the best version of whatever they are in whatever business you're in. And I've run into so many different personalities in those 29 years. And maybe you can identify with this personality if you're an employer or you have a coworker like this, but there have been examples where I would show someone how to do this thing. Let's use something simple. Greeting someone in my chiropractic office. This is how you greet them. I want you to stand up and say, hello. Hi, good to see you. Sign in here, have a seat. If you're on the phone, while you're talking, continue talking on the phone, smile, nod, and use your hand to wave as the person walks in. So simple, right? And who doesn't want to be acknowledged? When you walk in, I have this thing about doctors and dentist offices where the front desks, and most of them, I'm going to just say it, they suck. They have terrible service. (laughs) You, You don't know who they are. They're usually behind a glass wall and it's very cold and sterile when it should be warm and inviting, right? People are usually a little anxious, nervous. They're in pain. They need a warm environment. Okay. I'm off that soapbox. But There are certain people that would go, yes, okay, I can do that. I can do that. And they'll do it once. And then afterward, they don't do it again. They do it one time and they don't do it again. Here's another example. Uh, Someone in a hair salon, because I owned a hair salon and I had the best team. I just sold this salon in 2022 and I'm on retainer as a consultant for the new owner. And she is even running into this now as well. Training employees is difficult. Are they coachable or are they know-it-alls? So when you have something like a beauty salon or a dentist office with multiple dentists or any type of service industry where you're, maybe it's an attorney's office where you have multiple attorneys where everyone's educated in their field, but they think they know it all. So maybe they do the best haircut of everyone in the salon, but their chairside manner could use a little tweaking, right? Maybe they're not paying attention and dialed into their client and the client's facial expressions and body language when they're doing something. Or maybe they are chatting it up about the movie they just watched when their client is sitting there trying to read a book. They, they're tone deaf to the situation going on. So you call the person aside, whatever it is that you're, you're seeing in your world, whether it's a salon with employees or a team that you're managing and you coach them and say, Hey, great job today on the haircut. But did you notice that you were talking and talking and, and she had a book open? This is something you want to pay attention to because you'll have a better 
uh, camaraderie and connection and you'll build your trust factor with your client in your chair if you're more tuned into what they want while they're getting your service. Oh, I didn't even pay attention. Thank you for showing me. And they seem like they hear you and then they do it again. The same exact thing. Or worse, they'll say, well, it, it's not just their hour. I'm their service provider. I'm there to talk and teach and entertain or whatever. And they're completely deaf to hearing what you have to say. So they're one way or the other. Or if they're coachable, they'll go, oh my gosh, you're right. I didn't even notice that. Thank you for pointing that out. I'm going to pay attention to that next time. And they do. This can be applied to anything, your coworkers, a team you're running, employees that you're managing, and it also applies to you. How coachable are you? Now, I have been in situations where someone has given me advice and I'm like, you have less experience than me and you've never done XYZ, yet you are telling me how to do this thing. And I used to be really closed down to those people. And then I thought, you know what? Everybody has something, some little nugget that you can learn from. And I have always had a coach in my life. I've always had a mentor in my life. I have been someone that from a young age, I was a competitive figure skater. So I was taught to listen to a coach because someone has an edge over me who knows how to do it better. There just came a point after, you know, seven and a half years of college and being in business where you think you have it figured out and then you realize, huh, I don't really have it all figured out. And that's the first secret to knowing if you're coachable. You are coachable if you are at this place when you can say, the more I learn, the more I realize I don't know enough, right? The more I know, the less I really know. If you know what I'm talking about when I say those words, you, my friend, are in a great place, a prime place to be coached. Now, should you be coached? Before I get into all of these qualities and criteria of whether you're coachable or not coachable, do you need a coach? I believe if you're a woman in business, you need someone. Maybe you're not paying a coach right now. Maybe you have a mentor that you're following and you're uh, you're, you know, digesting all of the podcasts and reading books and following, you know, Facebook lives or Instagram lives, and you're getting all the free information you can and teaching yourself. You know, I, I know that Tony Robbins, who is like one of the top world still global high performance coaches in the world, he was young whippersnapper when he started. Do we still say whippersnapper? <laughs> but he read. He was a ferocious reader and he would read like crazy. And then he went to Jim Rohn, who was his very first mentor and coach, offered to work for him for free. Um, and anyway, it's a whole story. You would have to read it. But he knew he needed someone to teach him the ropes. But Jim directed him. First, Jim said, if you want to follow me, you're going to have to buy my workshop. And Tony had no money none. And he was like, wow, I, how's, who is this guy? I'm offering to do stuff for free. And he's saying, you have to take my workshop first. Well, Jim Rohn was brilliant. He is brilliant. He rest in peace. He would share things knowing that this kid had to have skin in the game because when you pay, you pay attention, right? So here is someone who now so many years later has helped so many people 
change their life, but he started on his own by reading, devouring all of the greats, being self-taught. He didn't have a college degree. He didn't come with all this knowledge. He came from the school of hard knocks and he taught himself and he got to a place where he realized I need help. And he went to Jim Rohn for help. And that story is really cool. And I, I would advise you to go read it. It's very cool because that's how Tony got started. And whether or not you align with Tony's style and his messaging, you've got to hand it to the man. He has set a life for himself. He's changed lives. He's impacted people. He's now saving people from hunger and sex trafficking. And he's using all of his wealth for good. And yeah, he's using it for himself too, but he's sharing it. And I love that. And I love his story. So for you, do you need a coach? Well, that depends on where you are in life. Are you at a place where you're stuck? Yes, you need a coach. Are you at a place where you want to learn something and you have no idea how to do it? Yes, you need a coach. Are you at a place where you keep hitting the same thing, this is being stuck, but you keep hitting the same obstacle or some similar obstacle over and over again? Let's talk about relationships. Are you still dating the same kind of creep over and over again? The same guy, the same thing. He's always a narcissist. It's always selfish. It's always whatever. Then my girl, you need a coach. Are you in business and you keep hitting a brick wall trying to grow your business? you might need a coach. Yes, mentors for free. I follow so many and I love all of them. All of them. Some of my mentors are Brendan Burchard, Tony Robbins, Dean Graziosi, uh, Gary Vee, Stu McLaren, Amy Porterfield. These are all people in the online space that do online marketing and business building. And I, I devour all of their content. I listen to all of their podcasts. I read their books. It's, it's part of me. But I'm even at the point where I'm like, you know, it's time for me to consider hiring a business coach who is in a level of life in their business that I'm not. They've gone before me and they've hit the roadblocks I'm already hitting and they can help me navigate those roadblocks, change my strategies. I know that I'm ready. That's where I am. You need to know if you're ready. So is it your health? Is it your relationships? Is it your work? Is it maybe how to learn a language? You know, it's funny. We do these self-help things. Like if we want to learn how to garden, we want to learn how to cook, we want to learn, you know, learn a language, we go to other people. But when it comes to things that are really important, for some reason we don't. That's not a growth mindset. And that's going to take me into whether or not you're coachable. So let's go through these criteria and see where you land. Have you ever heard of the growth mindset and the fixed mindset? A growth mindset is, you know, you're dealt a hand in life and you believe that's just a starting point. If you're a growth mindset person, you believe that you can cultivate from the hand you've been dealt. You're like, well, I grew up in this situation I didn't have a lot of money growing up. I had bad relationships. My father was XYZ. I didn't learn how to build connections with men in healthy attachment styles, or I didn't come from money. I don't know what it feels like to have money. I don't know how to earn money. So I'm just going to be a hard worker, but I'm going to learn how to use my story to grow. So you take your initial life story even though it could differ no matter what you are in life right now, every single person listening, you have a different story. You take your story 
and your aptitude, your interest, your temperament, and your talent, all of those things, and you grow them. You create this love of learning that you want to use for accomplishment. You want to become a better version of you. You are absorbed in the self-help space. You have a growth mindset. The fixed mindset believes that your qualities are carved in stone. I'm late. I'm always late. I'm always going to be late. There's no chance of changing it. So if I'm late, just know that's me. Not changing it, not saying, gosh, I'm 15 minutes late to everything. I, I could change that. How can I change that? No, nope, I'm late. My mom was always late. My dad was always late. I just grew up being late. Here's another one. My mom is overweight. My dad is overweight. My whole family's overweight. We're just big people. I always will be overweight. These are fixed mindsets. My family has always been a family of hard workers, but we never get anywhere. Money doesn't grow on trees. You just have to grind. Sometimes you need two jobs and you're just happy to get your bills paid. My family does not exceed. Nobody does. Every time someone tries, we fail. That's my life. That is someone who believes that you only have a certain amount of intelligence, a certain personality, a certain character, and you just have to keep proving yourself over and over again with those qualities instead of changing them. You, my friend, are a fixed mindset. So first, out of the gate, your mindset will determine whether or not you're coachable. Which one do you think is coachable between these two mindsets, growth or fixed? Do you think a fixed mindset wants to change? Do you think a fixed mindset believes they can change? Those two things have to be there to be coachable. So sometimes people with a fixed mindset also see coaching as a weakness. And they'll be like, I can do this myself. I'm going to pull myself up by my bootstraps and I'm going to change it. I'm I'm not going to change it. I'm going to do this myself. I don't need help. Get away from me. I can do this. Not that I'm going to change it. I'm going to power through. That's more of what a fixed mindset would say. And, you know, a growth mindset might say, I can do this. I'm going to power through. But if they hit the wall a second time, they're going to go, okay, I need to reevaluate. I need to probably have some help here. So coachability is something that doesn't happen nonstop in your entire life. It's a continuum. It's something where you go on your own for a while and then you might hit a wall or hit somewhere where you feel like I need help. So it's not something where you have a coach all or nothing. This is something where it's an, it's when you need it, depending on where you are in your life and where you're feeling like you need help. So what makes someone coachable? The first thing is self-awareness. This is your capacity to look inward and look at yourself and say, how do I relate to other people? What motivates me? What are my weaknesses? Do I absorb help from other people? Really? Do I listen and take their word for it? Do I trust other people? Success depends on your understanding of yourself. It starts there. Then you have to be open to learning something new. And so I'm in an online business space. I've been a brick and mortar business owner for 29 years. Online is a 
beast. I thought this would not, I didn't think it'd be easy. I know opening any business is difficult, but getting started online is a lot noisier than getting started in a brick and mortar. Brick and mortar has a town, a city. Even if you're in the biggest city in the world, there are people that are walking by your business. They're going to know about your business because they're going to see it and you market to the people that are in that city. But when you're in online, every single fifth person you scroll by in the online space or you do an online search for, you know, I want to buy a candle, how many candle websites come up, right? It's so noisy. So I need to learn how to get myself out there among the noise so that I get noticed. And I've been doing all the things. I've been doing this since January 2022, and I'm growing, but I'm not growing at the pace I want to. I want to accelerate my growth. I don't have time for this, right? I'm not 20 years old building a business slowly. I'm in the 50 club, and I want this to accelerate. I'm at the point where I'm wanting to hire a coach that's going to help me push through the noise, someone that who is already there who has already done it, they're way beyond me, that is learning, willing to learn something new. Because what I know, it's working, but there must be some things, even that I'm getting from my mentors that I listen to for free, I'm putting it all together, but there's something I'm not getting because I want to accelerate my growth faster. Where do you need to grow? Where do you need to grow faster? That's something you need to ask yourself. So are you self-aware and are you willing to learn something new to accelerate your growth? Because if you've followed me in the last couple episodes, you've heard me say success loves speed. You can't sit and navel gaze forever. You've got to do stuff. And that takes me to my next quality that decides whether you're coachable or not. Are you action oriented? Are you the type of person who gets crap done? So you, whether you know how to do it yourself or you know how to leverage your time or have people help you, you're a doer. And I don't mean a busy work doer. I mean, you know what needs to happen to move the needle and you'll keep trying until you can't anymore and you're getting frustrated and then you realize, huh, whatever I'm doing is not working. <laughs> but you're, you're someone that's ambitious. So my favorite female entrepreneur to work with is the one who is like, just tell me everything I need to know and I'll implement it because that's me. I see myself in her. I love that person. The person that is stuck, so stuck that all they keep doing is taking more courses, getting more certifications, or feeling so um, down on themselves because their self-esteem is in the pit, I feel for them. I don't have the patience to always work with them. That's not my dream client. I can help her, but if I have to motivate her to get out of bed and to show up, that that's not the person I aspire to work with. I love working with a woman who just is like, I just need you to show me what to do and I'll do it. It's so much fun because they get success. They, they're action takers. You do stuff. If you are motivated by your vision, you're motivated by what you want and you don't allow yourself to get sidetracked or distracted, you are quick to get things done and get yourself on track when you fall off, you're coachable. You're also willing to be held accountable. And this is a big one. I have an amazing group of four gals who are on the online space. And if you're listening, hi there, love you. (laughs) We meet every Tuesday and we have for over one year 
We are all over the world. We're not all just in the U.S. like I am. And we meet on Zoom. And I've been the Zoom host. And just this past let's see, it was in October, I was launching, I had free workshops and a boot camp. I think it was my boot camp. I could not host for the first time in over a year. I couldn't host our meeting because I was teaching live online and I missed them so much. But also if I say I'm going to do something, that group holds me accountable. And if someone else says, Hey, I'm going to do this. We say, how's it going? How's your progress? We don't let each other slip. Now life gets in the way and there's a lot of grace for that, but accountability is big. It's not something that's assigned, right? It's not like we don't assign, I don't assign it and say, will you, you know, I'm going to hold you accountable. It's more like, will you hold me accountable? I said, I'm going to do this thing. Will you hold me accountable? I'm willing to be vulnerable with someone else to say, I did it or I didn't. It's a choice, right? It means that I'm taking responsibility. I'm not making excuses. And the person that's holding me accountable is going to hold me to the fire. And I want that. The other thing a coachable person, the other criteria is they are willing to try new things. Now that might fall under the uh, opening to learn something new. So, but learning and doing are two different things, aren't they? You can be gobbling up all of the information about your expertise, but if you're not implementing it, what good does it do you? Knowledge isn't power. Action is power. Should I say that again? Knowledge is not power. It's what you do with it that's power. One more time. Knowledge isn't power. Action is power. So if you are a growth seeker, if you're someone willing to hear a new idea and implement it, test it, be willing to fail. I am willing to fail and look like a complete fool. Look at all of the big names in the world who have all of them. Michael Jordan. He talks about it all the time, how many shots he took before he got the right shot, right? There's so many quotes out there. Wayne Gretzky, athletes have it all the time, but also business owners. Jeff Bezos, whether you love or hate Amazon, when it started, it was losing lots of money when they were a bookseller, losing tons of money. And look at them today. I mean, it's one of the top, hugest companies on the globe. It's enormous. But He had to be willing to fail to get to that point. The final piece of criteria that determines whether you're coachable is, can you think long-term? Can you get out of the mud that you're in right now and think out 10 years and beyond? If you are someone who is coachable, you have goals. And your goal is not just survival. Your goal is bigger than survival. If you don't have a goal, there's nothing to be coached. If your goal is just get me unstuck from this place right this second, for you to repeat the same thing and get stuck again because you don't have a bigger goal, then you're not coachable. If you have a long-term vision that you're working toward some type of result or accomplishment that inspires you, then a coach is going to be able to help you. So these are all criteria that determine whether you're coachable. So let's see if you're in the non-coachable club. You're powerless. You expect anyone like a coach or anyone to solve all of your problems for you. You want a magic bullet. 
you believe that you can't do it. It can't, it just can't be done. I'm not good enough. I need you to do it for me. You have this inability to, you know, you feel powerless. You just have an inability to take responsibility. And I'm speaking direct to you. If this is you, this is a tough mindset to change. But if you feel powerless right now, you're going to have to really look at yourself and say, am I really powerless? Am I really? And I would encourage you to write a badass list if you need to get out of that. And I've talked about this in previous episodes. A badass list is from childhood, write down every single obstacle you have personally overcome and look at it from being bullied in elementary school and high school all the way to giving birth or leaving a toxic relationship to leaving a job you didn't love, whatever it is, using your voice to stand up for yourself, write a badass list so that you feel and see the power that you actually have because you are not powerless. But if you believe you're powerless and you need a coach to just fix it for you, you're not coachable. That's not going to happen. If you're resistant, if you're not open to change and someone that's going to say, here are different ways you could try it. It's your way because you've been doing it this way all your life. My family's been doing it this way all my life. This business has been doing it this way for years. That is a death sentence to any business. If you're not able to pivot business strategies, that business is going to die because that sentence, this is the way we've always done it. That's the worst sentence you could ever say. That's the worst thing you could say for yourself. And that's the worst thing you can say for your work. That's the worst thing you can say for your relationships. This is the way I've always done it. That means you're stuck. You're fixed. You're resistant and you're not coachable. Here's another one. I'm coming for you. You think you're always right. Is there anyone you respect? Is there anyone you look up to? Is there anyone who you look and say, wow, they have, they know so much? Or are you one that says, well, they're really good at what they do, but so am I. And my way works. It's my way or the highway. And you know, because you've been doing it for 30 years, right? That part of you, you want to probably reevaluate that. If you have that in you, you're not very coachable. You're going to cause a coach to pull their hair out. (laughs) You might want to consider maybe thinking, I need to realize I don't know it all. And this seems like an obvious statement. Here I am on a podcast episode talking about don't be a know-it-all. But how many people out there really are? If you're listening and you have a hard time listening to someone else, and thinking they might know something I don't. They might have, even if they have less years than me, they have less experience than me, they might know one nugget of truth or experience to share with me that I don't know. I can learn from them. If you can't do that, you're not coachable. You will often end up doing everything your way. Anyway, you can hire a coach and you're going to listen to what they say and you, you're going to just do it your way. And then you're going to say the coach didn't help you. Is that fair? It's not fair to anyone. It's not fair to yourself. It's not fair to the coach. But again, if you're a know-it-all and you got it all figured out, you're not coachable. Okay, if you have an unwillingness to be vulnerable, if you have an unwillingness to look at yourself and say, am I a know-it-all? Or say, you know, I'm willing to fall forward, fail forward. If you have an unwillingness to do that, you're uncoachable. 
Uncoachable people lack emotional intelligence. So if you have the capacity to be aware and express your emotions, you probably have emotional intelligence. If you're able to empathize with other people, if you don't have emotional intelligence, if you can't read a room, if you can't tell how your energy is, is affecting people around you, right? If you're more in this box that you walk around the world in and you're not able to really feel the energies of other people, but you look at it more from a bird's eye view, you probably don't have a high EQ, which is emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence is someone that's really dialed into their emotions, understands where the emotions are coming from, understands how their emotions affect everyone around them, and is also reading the emotions of other people right? Someone that has a low emotional intelligence would walk into a funeral and talk about a business deal that fell through or walk into a funeral and want to talk to someone about a breakup they just went through. Somebody, you know, they got dumped or they lost a marriage or whatever. Not the time, right? Wrong time. That's a low emotional intelligence. You have to be dialed in to be able to realize you have these emotions, how to manage these emotions and how they are affecting the people around you. And if you can't do that, you're not coachable. If you're unwilling to get out of the comfort zone, that's a no brainer. We say it all the time, but let me give you a real live example. And I've talked about this on this podcast. I am trying to change my workouts to be morning before I shower and get ready for the day because I teach women, uh, female course creators and women in business, how to look and feel confident on camera. And I go into hair and makeup and I need my hair and makeup done when I show up. So I don't want to get up get ready for work, do my hair and makeup, show up on camera when I'm teaching live videos, and then go to the gym, have to come home, shower and get ready again, right? Or I don't want to do it at night. I'm trying to change this habit and do it in the morning so it's done, but I'm not a morning person. And I'm saying that, realizing I need to change that and say, I'm becoming a morning person, right? I mean, I am not typically a morning person. It's not my comfort zone. My comfort zone is wake up early, have a cup of coffee, you know, journal, spend some time with my dog because that's when he's the most cuddly. He's a little three-year-old Havanese. (laughs) And, you know, slowly ease into my morning and then get myself showered ready and I'm going. I write my intentions for the day, what my goals are if I didn't do it the night before, and I run. But now I am trying to change this habit, getting out of that comfort zone and getting my butt to the gym before I shower in the morning so I can get my workout done. And it's hard because it's not comfortable, especially now I'm, we're rolling into fall. It's cold in the morning. It's dark in the morning. I don't like making myself do it, but that's comfort zone. If I want to show up in a different way and be a different person, I'm going to have to have different practices. I'm going to have to do things differently out of my comfort zone. So there you have it. This is what makes you coachable and uncoachable. It all starts with the growth mindset or the fixed mindset. You were dealt a hand. What are you doing with it? If you're dealt a hand and you feel like you're stuck there and you, it's always been this way. My family's like this. This is how it goes. And you feel like you're powerless. You're fixed. And if you're a fixed mindset and you're unwilling to change it, you're not coachable. If you're a growth mindset, you're willing to be vulnerable, accountable, try new things, um, fail forward, you're an action taker, 
and you think long-term with a vision, you, my friend, are ripe for coaching. And if you don't have a coach, there are so many. I mean, there are so many. And they're all over the board for how much they charge. You don't have to pay someone $5,000 to get a transformation, even though that seems like it's a going rate for a lot of coaches. Like, it's $5,000 to work with her for 90 days. You know, you are paying for a transformation, so it depends on how much you want it. And we females tend to come up with money for things we really want, don't we? We can't always afford it, but we figure out a way. And if you're a woman in business and you are in a position where you want to hire a coach and the funds aren't there, I would definitely ask some questions of the coach. What's the return on my investment? Is there a money back guarantee? And if it's a business coach to help you go through business, uh, I would ask, you know, for testimonials and say, how long does it take for your average student to recover the cost of paying for you? If someone were hiring me, high ticket, 5,000 is considered high ticket. If they're hiring me for a transformation, I would expect them to ask questions like that. Because that's an educated person. That's an educated shopper. That's an educated businesswoman. So you want to know. Can I get in at what's the risk-free guarantee? Is there one? Some people offer this. Instead of money back, they'll say, I'll stay with you until you get the transformation. For my line of work, that's a hard one because I want to make sure that I'm working with someone who actually has the ambition to show up. They're action-oriented, like I said. Some people expect DIY and they want a coach that's going to do it all for them. And in my service, what I offer, they have to actually do it. So because it's online, I can't get in their face and go, come on, let's go. So I offer a money-back guarantee. But you need to explore those things. And then if, let's say it's a relationship coach, how do we measure that? How do you measure if this is something that's, you know, how do I measure my results? Well, what have they helped you with? Did they help you stop choosing the wrong person? Did they help you change the way you show up on dates? Did they help you set boundaries? Did it help change you? And this is not counseling. Counseling is different. Counseling dives into your past and into all of that stuff that's in your DNA that you're, you're just programmed with, your attachment styles and all of this stuff. Coaching is all about how to move you forward. So a coach is taking what you are now and helping you strategize to move forward. So I hope this helps you decide whether or not you're coachable, whether or not your spouse or coworker or employee is coachable, and how you're going to move forward with it. And again, for yourself, I really hope that you're able to navel gaze and hear this and say, yeah, I have been stuck and I do need a coach or I don't need a coach right now, but wow, if I hit this wall again, I'm going to consider it. And again, finally, if you can't afford a coach right now, do it all for free. Get some mentors and digest all of it like Tony Robbins did when he first started out. He read like a book a week. (laughs) You can make it a book a month. You could, you know, digest all the podcasts that you can find in the area where you want help and try to do it yourself because If you're an ambitious person and you're an action taker, that's what you're going to do. I hope this helped you. I'm so glad that you spent this time with me. I'll be back next week. Same time, same place. Bye for now. Speaking of coaching, I have three spots that just opened up 
for the end of this year to stay with me one-on-one. I have three one-on-one coaching spots where I will help you look, feel, and be captivating on camera. This is not for just any woman. This is for a female course creator, a female professional who has a business where she wants to show up online and she is serving other professionals. You're serving other women in business or other business people. It doesn't have to just be women, but you're a woman. And you want to look the part. You want to look professional. You want to be able to overcome your fear of being on camera. You want help with makeup and styling. You want help with your messaging and actually how to actually do the thing. So if that is you, send me a message right here. I'll put my email address in the show notes, but it's info at christinebrunelli.com. I have three spots. We are starting November 1st, and it's an application process to make sure you meet the criteria. Okay. If you're not subscribed, don't forget to hit that button so that you get notified the next time an episode is released. And until then, have a fierce, fit, feminine, and fabulous day.